Scott Horton is one of the only people in this movement who makes me feel like a lazy bum, okay? I don't know how many thousands of interviews this guy has done over the years. He's like one of the favorite guests on my show. And he's also a favorite guest for me because all I have to do is ask him a question. Then I can go downstairs, make a sandwich, you know, mow the lawn, come on back up there. But this guy is one of the hardest working people in the movement. He knows everything there is to know. But whatever the foreign policy subject is, I immediately think, I wonder what Scott Horton's take on it is. And even if there's some big complicated thing I just that I'll never understand, I feel comforted knowing that if I needed to understand it, Scott could explain it to me. So ladies and gentlemen, a big, big cheer for the hero himself, Scott Horton. Thanks very much. That's pretty kind of you. Come all the way here from far away. Took me a while. I got here. All right. Um, so, sorry to bring your buzz down after that great introduction, but I'm the bearer of bad news. That's my job. The following is a Goulash Media production. GoulashMedia.net. Sprinkling. Yeah, it sounds loud in there. It's not that bad. So we're here at Porkfest 2021 with the great Scott Horton, who just finished a speech down at the main pavilion and now is signing books for the Mises Caucus. Oh, and I forgot to mention the uh, the fiery debate between uh, Scott and Lily Tang Williams. Scott, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for giving me some time. Uh, what are your thoughts on the debate? Who do you think won? The impromptu debate. Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't say that either of us had persuaded the other. So you don't say China CCP is our No. I think there are nobody. Spin the globe. There's no threats to the United States. You're not anywhere. The whole thing is a fucking put on. All of it is a put on. Yes, we don't need a Pentagon or a standing army at all. As Ron Paul said, we can defend this country with a couple of good submarines. And that's it. We don't need any of this. I mean, she has very real reasons to be concerned about the government of China. I don't think anybody would argue. Young people in this country don't know how many people died under Mao. How many people starved to death under Mao? I can summarize to you about my life in communist PRC. Just imagine, everything's free, right? That's what our kids say. Yes, Bernie, everything's free. I'm telling you, it's probably the biggest lie you will ever hear. She's, I don't know trying to find something that we can do about it which is not my concern you know um, my interest is more in what we should not be doing about it and uh, you know too often even with libertarians kind of even you know just regular people in the neighborhood not just in DC 
people just kind of believe in American military and government power as a magical force for accomplishing their goals. And it just kind of goes without saying that if we want things to be this way, then we'll just use force. And if that doesn't work, then we'll use more force until it works. And if somebody does something we don't like, then we shoot them. And that's just how it is. Making I challenge money. you. You don't understand China. I challenge you on that. Okay. You don't know much about okay. Belt Road Initiative. And so, and so how are Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan and the Ukrainians and eventually the Spanish and the Portuguese, mm -hmm. how are they supposed to build a road that they don't want? The only reason they're going to let the Chinese build a highway and a railway and a fiber optic cableway through their country is if they think it's for their benefit. We live now though in the nuclear age and in fact in the thermonuclear age which means that we can't fight China no matter what. Like for example if they did COVID on purpose, which I'm not saying that but I'm saying hypothetical made up thing. If they did that to us deliberately, still what are you going to do about it? escalate to H-bomb use and then we're just cutting us off much more than our nose to spite our face. We're giving up American cities. And I read a quote, Jack Kennedy, and this is relevant to the COVID thing too, I guess, is from the Cuban Missile Crisis, which he got us into that mess in the first place. But in the executive committee, he said, listen, if one atom bomb goes off in one of our cities, that's 600,000 dead. And that's what we lost in the Civil War, and we haven't gotten over that in a hundred years. So that's just one American city, and he's right about that. We still have an underpass long time ago, 1979, by Carter. By Carter, who chose China over Taiwan. Or it happened, 1979. Yeah, but that was 30 years after Mao won the goddamn war. Come on. No, 30 years no. after the Reds won, America recognized the fact that they won. Okay, come on. It's ridiculous. But how many F-16s have they sold Taiwan since then? Hundreds. They built up the entire Taiwanese force since then. They, they shouldn't have sold them anything. They shouldn't have sold them anything. They should have given Mao's forces the opportunity to save the people of Taiwan from Chiang Kai-shek, which I'm sure you know the history that, that, that Shang and the nationalists were absolutely horrible to the actual Formosans, who they starved and brutalized and punished and murdered and created a dictatorship, a military right-wing dictatorship until 1989. Right? You think Mao is better than Chiang Kai-shek? So, so, no, I'm just saying Chiang Kai-shek was also a monster. He was a monster. But Mao is not worse. It's like 60 million people starving to death. How many people starving to death in Taiwan? Well, there ain't as many people there to starve to death, I think you understand. How many would Chiang Kai-shek have starved to death if he won the war? Millions, at least. Millions. Come on. Listen, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I have to tell you. If China invades and conquers Taiwan tomorrow, it makes no difference to me at all. On a personal basis, I'm sad people die in violence. But when Russia took sovereignty over Crimea, does that change my situation living in Williamson County, Texas, in any way whatsoever? No, it does not. And if China goes into outer Mongolia, am I supposed to die in a nuclear war over that? Or at some point, that's the fucking Mongolians' problem, not mine. You don't feel the same way I feel about CCP. I know. You think I should give up Austin, Texas in exchange for Taipei, which we'd lose anyway. They are going to interfere with our life in the U.S. That's how I see it. Okay. And they are I'm, I'm waiting for evidence of that. You know, so the reality is, 
that America's going to have to accept Chinese independence. They thought that they could bring them under American control the same way they thought they had Russia under American control in the 1990s. Didn't work out that way, but what are you going to do? You can't rule the whole world anyway. What is this, pinky in the brain? The whole thing is, to coin a phrase, a fool's errand. How could it possibly be the middle part of North America? Could or should be the dominant force in Eurasia indefinitely or what? (laughs) Yeah, no, the whole thing is nuts. And so if China invades Taiwan, it's unfortunate. If they roll into outer Mongolia, that also is unfortunate for the Mongolians. But I don't think America is obligated to go to the mat for them or anybody else, frankly. China, they're so strong. They're very smart. You just told me they're moving. They're embracing more socialism, more political decisions and control. That doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It's a disaster every time. Look at right now, they have this aging population because they outlawed having more than one child. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, are you waiting to talk to him? So, so. Yeah, no, this is exciting. Oh, I'm kidding. We, we are yeah, no, 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 we should, we should have an The central plan is outlawed having children. Now the society we is falling down dead of old age. I'm supposed to be afraid of a society that's like three quarters of people over the age of 45 and 50 years old with no young people? Because they decimated their own population. Oh, they just changed the policy to three children now. See, now one, one child. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, remind, yeah. remind me to start being afraid in another 25 years. So, of course, the, the question always comes down to the, the stereo, or not stereotype, but uh, I don't know. The Nazis. We're the ones who stormed in and saved the Jews from the Nazis. Um, should we have not done that? Well, the thing is, we didn't, right? The Holocaust happened anyway, and of course... Set you up for that one. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, and the whole thing, it was Woodrow Wilson's fault. That's the reality of the thing. Even taking into account the Kaiser and the Prime Minister and the Emperors and all of the people involved in World War I, it was American entry and involvement that ended the stalemate. Wilson said he wanted peace without victory. We're going to win the war, but we're going to be so high-minded that we don't exploit it. Yeah, right, of course they exploited the hell out of it and set us up for World War II. But before he intervened, that's what they had. Peace without victory. Nobody won. All sides were exhausted, out of ammunition, out of shoes, out of spirit. And the Germans were on French soil and they still were quitting. And the Russians had quit and nobody wanted to fight. And then here comes Wilson and basically restarts the whole damn thing and lets the Allied powers crush the central powers in such a way that, of course, as we know, led to communism in by prolonging Russian involvement after the original revolution in March in 1917. They allowed for, you know, set up Kerensky to be overthrown by the communists in October. And then also, of course, not just through all the economic damages from the reparations from the war and the hyperinflation that was caused by that, but stripping Germany of all of their territories was really what led to the rise of the Nazis. And Hitler began every speech denouncing what he called the traitors of 1918, who had given in to the Americans and the British and the French and signed the Treaty of Versailles. And I learned this in junior high. And this is the official history according to all the British historians and Winston Churchill and everybody else. Everyone knows it was the the um, punishment inflicted on Germany by the Treaty of Versailles that led to the rise of the Nazis and their revenge and the continuation really of the same war. Look, they declared war on the United States after the United States declared war on Japan and that was their gambit and that was their problem (laughs) so they did that. So, you know, I won't argue that point here with you today, but for that to be the model then that 
Hitler, who on one hand is Hitler, the epitome, the worst, worse than Tamer Lane, worse than Genghis Khan, right? The, the leader of the Germans in their absolute worst phase that anyone could ever imagine. Somehow he is the absolute exception and the, the argument ad absurdum or whatever for imperial aggressive power, right? And also he's the carbon copy of every other leader in the world that America doesn't like, right? From, from Kim to Ho Chi Minh to, uh, you know, whoever you got in Latin America, you could name, you know, 20 of them if you knew their names. And then, of course, all the interventions in Latin America and everything else. Everybody's Hitler. Noriega's Hitler. David Koresh is Hitler. Saddam Hussein is Hitler. And so then what are you going to do? You've got to contain aggression. You can't appease them. And if you honestly, on any of these things, any of these things, the Hawks will always try to bring up Munich in 1939 and the Brits attempt to appease the Nazis over Czechoslovakia. And so that's the only model for any international conflict that anyone can understand any conflict through is that if America is not attacking, we are conceding to a new Nazi power and where I guess the lesson of World War II is supposed to be that America should have invaded Europe in 1933 as soon as the Nazis came to power America had the right to intervene then no one ever says that but that which is, and of course that's absolutely ridiculous and could never have happened in a million years but uh, that somehow is like the seems to be the standard narrative and then that means that to this day the Kim dynasty in Korea and the Ayatollah in Iran and even the communists in Cuba who seized power in 1959 are still essentially all Hitlers to be either invaded or bombed or regime changed or embargoed or strangled as though America is always you know Ronald Reagan as a World War II movie hero right um, yeah. as, as portrayed by John Wayne in you know X and Y different movies about the heroics of World War II which they made a million of them Oh, Conway, see you made it. Yeah, I guess that little voice was wrong. I feel better. I feel a lot better, too. Matter of fact, I never felt so good in my life. I want a cigarette. And, you know, this is really important, too. I'm just rambling, it sounds like, but there's a real important point, which is that I'm sure that this is probably true for your generation. It's definitely true for the way that I grew up, even in the shadow of the Vietnam War, which had all of its resentments with it, was that when you put on olive green and you're fighting for your country, i.e. the politicians that control your government and the interests that control them at any given time, that's the exception to the Ten Commandments. And God says thou shalt not kill, but everybody agrees. Your dad and your coach and your minister and all the teachers at school and everybody knows that if you're serving your country, then by definition guaranteed, you're fighting for freedom, you're doing the right thing, you're protecting the Bill of Rights, you're protecting your little sister and your mom from aggressive violence. Otherwise, there's no way, the government wouldn't misuse soldiers. So if they're using them at all, it must be the right thing and it all goes without saying because don't you remember that time we saved the Jews from the Nazis in World War II? Everything yep. is World War II and it becomes the basis and then, so, the hypothetical, if you could go back in time and kill Hitler, which really means if America could go back in time and start that war sooner, really, right? And <laughs> that's so a good then, point. So that's the lesson, and that's, it's a huge part of why we're at war. It's a, you know, I've argued in the past, to quote myself, sorry, that you can forget George Washington and even Abraham Lincoln, that truly it's Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Harry Truman, and for that matter, Ike Eisenhower, they are the founding fathers of America now, in the, in its 
post-imperial, post-World War II imperial incarnation as the world empire, replacing the European empires. And the, the old republic is dead and this is the empire they built in its place. And if you, if you ask the hawks, again back to their own belief in this stuff, they'll tell you, look, America's kept the peace for 70 years. The peace, you call it. And they just mean we haven't had a major war in Europe. But they just, they we really haven't personally it felt it, so it's fine. Right. right. They really say it that way, yeah. as though all these wars don't count. Two million in Korea, three million in Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia, a million Iraqis, half a million Syrians. I bet you a million Yemenis by the time they're done. And, and plus all the proxy wars when Nixon helps the Pakistanis slaughter the Bangladeshis or when the CIA tells Suharto to massacre all the East Timorese or whatever. This is all American intervention as well. CIA, right-wing fascist dictators all through Latin America slaughtering innocent people. Congressman, you don't think that changed with the 9-11 attack, sir? What changed? the non-interventionist policies. No, non-intervention was a major contributing factor. Have you ever read about the reasons they attacked us? They, they attack us because we've been over there. We've been bombing Iraq for 10 years. We've been in the Middle East. I think Reagan was right. We don't understand the irrationality of Middle Eastern politics. So right now we're building an embassy in Iraq that's bigger than the Vatican. We're building 14 permanent bases. What would we say here if China was doing this in our country or in the Gulf of Mexico? We would be objecting. We need to look at what we do from the perspective of what would happen if somebody else did it to us. You know, frankly, from their point of view, it seems like it would make a lot of sense that America is much more analogous to Germany in the situation than it is to its own self in that situation back then, when they, they were essentially staying home and the Germans declared war on the United States. Now we have torpedoes, Mr. Caldwell. Take another look. It's the first time I ever saw a sub get knocked off. So, to completely change topics, because I know you're limited on time, uh, do you think that John McAfee killed himself? I wouldn't be surprised if he did, honestly. I, you know, As a troll move? Yeah, and look, I mean, he was facing federal prison. He's in his 70s. I don't know. But if somebody cut his throat or whatever, I wouldn't doubt that either. But uh, honestly, I'm not an expert in the guy. I really don't. I've never met him or talked to him. And so and uh, I haven't really, like, been interested in following his story and all of that. So, I, you know, I really am not in the position to say, I don't think. I found the one question Scott Horton won't answer in a 10-minute rant. Yeah. Hey, look, people get murdered in prison a lot. That should happen. And people kill themselves in prison a lot, too. That's why it's a great plausible deniability story if you murder a guy in prison. Is it? Well, people do kill themselves in prison a lot. That's right. But it's a great plausibility denial story if you want to kill yourself and make it look like you were murdered too. And so it could be that he tried to pull that stunt. And if anybody was going to pull that stunt, he seems like the character who might do it. I had $83,000 in cash on me when I was arrested. I demanded a receipt. They were giving it back to us before we left. So we were in a room counting the cash. And I'd gone into Janice and said, I got this. Whatever happens, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. So I went in there while they were counting the money. I fell on my face in convulsions. Yeah. Right. Yes. And um, okay, but wait. So it's it's so funny because he can't couldn't see this part. So every like literally everybody that worked in the immigration office were looking at him like, this is 
bullshit. Just yeah, I know. They're all <laughs> <a> second, <laughs> he'll get up in a minute. This is fucking, you know, because everyone knew about who making the heart attack and yeah, believe. Yeah, the heart so. attack and believe eight years ago <laughs> yeah. to get out of the same situation. Although jerking his wife around in that way where she's going around saying that he must have been murdered because she knows he wasn't suicidal that would be a pretty mean trick to do to her if it really was him so but i don't know the guy man they took me to a hospital no they took janice to the airplane yeah they took me to the airplane they're, you're going anyway bitch yeah that is what <laughs> that is their attitude yes um, it was however i knew one thing i had played it well enough yes to fool the one doctor that was there. Now, he was looking at me so goddamn skepti skeptically. <laughs> and and yet, after a while, he nods and he says, get an ambulance. Okay. <laughs> so now I've won. Yeah. I know. I played it so well that I, I might just die at any moment from a, a uh, burst blood vessel in my brain. And what's that going to look like internationally? Uh, John McAfee dies mysteriously in custody. His wife, who is his nurse, is shipped off on the plane. No, come on, that doesn't look good. Man, thank you so much for your time. Tell everybody where they can find a copy of uh, Fool's Errand and the latest one, which is... Enough Already. Time to end the war on terrorism. You can find them right in there. Yeah. So come over here. This is coming out in the future, but... Yeah, no. Come to the Mises tent in the future and grab a copy right. or uh, no, anywhere else. Yeah, if you go to Enough Already... Dot, uh, I'll give you the mic. You just tell everybody anything that you want for as long as you feel like. Well, first of all, the most important project on the internet is antiwar.com. And then I'm also the direct, I'm the editorial director there. Uh, I'm not taking the credit for this site. That's everybody else's great hard work for you every day there, antiwar.com. And then I'm the director of the Libertarian Institute, and that's Sheldon Richmond and Keith, uh, Pete Canones and Kyle Anzalone, and then also a bunch of great podcasters, Tommy and Keith and Patrick and everybody. Uh, it's a great time over there at the Libertarian Institute. And if you go to libertarianinstitute.org slash books, you can find both of my books, uh, all three of them really. It's uh, Fool's Errand, Enough Already, and The Great Ron Paul, which is transcripts of all my Ron Paul interviews. I'm really proud of that one too. Uh, 30 of, no, 29 of them. No, 30 of them. And a, no, 29 of them. A trillion, 600 billion, a trillion, 400 billion. Billion, 400 million. Excuse me, a trillion, 400 billion. No, 29 of them and a speech that I gave about how much I love the guy is in there. Oh, I do a show on the radio in Los Angeles on Sunday mornings. KPFK, 90.7 FM at 8.30, anti-war radio. And I do a podcast and you can find the full archive. 5,500 something of them. 740 million billion at scotthorton.org and at youtube.com slash scotthortonshow and uh, yeah that's it I think so thanks antiwar.com is the most important part of that I hope you guys will read it all the time I really appreciate all the people who are responsible for bringing me here and having such a great time cheers to you guys I'll be in my, my